0: Get 80% off your impression kit when you use code WONDERY at Byte.com. That's B-Y-T-E.com. Start your confidence journey today
1: with Byte. This week on the Chicago Bears Review. After a poor preseason, hope was higher than expectations for our beloved when they went down to Houston as they looked to get John Fox's second year at the helm off to a 1-0 start against the Texans. Did the Bears achieve their goal, and how did they look in the attempt? All of this plus Bear Up and Bear Down on the Week 1 Review episode of The Chicago Bears Review! It started off so well and it ended so badly as our beloved Chicago Bears could not pull off a miracle and beat the Houston Texans down in Reliance Stadium, where the Super Bowl will be held in a few short months. What's going on, everybody? Larity back for the week one review episode of the Chicago Bears review. And for those of you who saw my post on Facebook this morning, about uh, Brett Coleman possibly joining us for the review episode. We made the attempt, and once again, the technology has failed us. So right now, I don't even know if my scheduled uh, talk with Brandon Gouten from Bleeding Green to preview the Eagles game is going to work out. I have to figure out something uh, with this damn software uh, issue and uh, see what we can do about getting back to stuff. I mean, I interviewed, what, 16 people this summer for the uh, for the you know the the season preview episodes the opponent preview episodes that we did didn't have a single problem with one not one problem with any of them all of a sudden the season kicks off and I want to get my guests back on the show to preview the actual games now and the technology doesn't want to cooperate so and what's pissing me off even more is that when I do the football is america show with uh, Ron and Kyle no problems. Technology works like a charm. But I want to use the show. I want to use the technology for myself and for my show. Now, all of a sudden, nothing but problems. So, uh, yeah. By the way, check me out on Football is America. Ron Rugg and Kyle Frank, uh, we do the show uh, Tuesdays and Fridays. So I'm guessing maybe like a Wednesday, Saturday thing is when they, when they actually hit uh, iTunes and all the rest. So we actually do the show live on uh, on Rabble. Rabble TV uh, Tuesday night at nine o'clock and Friday night at nine o'clock. I won't be able to do the. I won't be there Tuesday night. Tomorrow night, uh, but I will be there to do the show on Friday night. So if you want to hear the show as it's being done, maybe throw us a question or say what's up to us. Feel free. Uh, Rabble TV. You want to search for football as football is America. And, uh, and check us out uh, when we're doing the show on Friday nights. And it's general football. So, I mean, we're talking about everything, uh, not just the Bears. Like the other day, we had a really great discussion about the whole Colin Kaepernick thing and uh, talking about other, other various topics, previewing the week ahead, uh, and so on. So uh, one of the best shows that we've done in a while this past Friday. So it's up on iTunes now if you want to go check that out, uh, previewing week one. And uh, they'll be doing the, the review episode uh, tomorrow night talking about uh, every game that was played uh, this week and who was right who was wrong and uh, so on and so forth but uh, I won't be able to uh, participate at least not this week anyway so anywho back to the task at hand I will uh, figure out something to try to get going with this uh, with this mess and uh, get Brandon Gouten on the show uh Brett Coleman you know he's a he's a great sport and unfortunately the technology just did not want to agree with us, so uh, we'll try to see if we can't get him back on at some other point, and and use the resource that is Brett Coleman, uh, um, who does work for the NFL Network. How how awesome is that? He does work for the network. That's so that's so great. So, but it means he has uh, you know he has a lot of knowledge outside of just being a Texans guy, and uh, you know see if um, we might be able to figure out another reason to have him on the show. Uh, at some point uh, down the line, because he is, uh, you know, he's good people. So we want to have, we want to have good people on the show, and uh, Brett will definitely be happy to help us out at some point. So, um, but like I said, I hope that uh, whatever's whatever's screwed with this program will get itself unscrewed on Wednesday night when I talk to uh, Brandon Gouten to preview the Bears and the Eagles playing a week from tonight on Monday Night Football, which sucks because that means I have to go through. All of this week, the whole weekend, and Monday at work next week before I get to see the Bears play again. Uh, I'm not exactly what you would call a patient guy during the football season, so having to wait eight days to see the Bears play again, uh, especially after the performance they put on yesterday to tease us like that in the first 30 minutes only to have it go off the rails in the second half and uh, you know have them drop that game. To the Texans, frustrating, maddening second half uh, that they had. And we'll, uh, we'll get into that. You'll hear the knee-jerk reactions. So welcome that segment back to the show uh, and everything else. And we'll have Bear Up and Bear Down at the end, which, of course, is everybody's favorite segment. So what do you say we go ahead and dive right into this thing and review the Bears and the Texans from week number one? I swear sometimes it is hazardous for your health to be a Bears fan, uh, at least in the last few years anyway. I mean, it's, uh, you know, starting back with 2012, you know, the Bears come out of the gate 7-1 and one start, stumble their way to a 3-5 and five finish, don't make the playoffs, Lovey gets fired, and it's all gone downhill uh, from there. You know, we had a much improved offense in 2013, but the defense left with Lovey. And we sucked ass for two years on defense. We bring in John Fox. We get rid of Tressman. We even throw out Emery with the rest of the trash. And, uh, you know, while I totally and fully believe that Ryan Pace is building a football team that's going to make us proud, it doesn't necessarily mean I have to be happy with the product they're putting on the field at the moment. So, uh, you know, but <laughs> be that as it may, going through the beginning of this football game had me thinking, you know, you heard me talking about it on the preview episode, maybe the Bears were playing possum, or maybe it had a lot to do with the fact that we didn't put a healthy team on the field the entire preseason. You know, somebody was hurt, somebody was missing, you know, we were missing starters all over the place. Eddie Royal, Zach Miller didn't play a snap in the in the in the preseason. Uh, Offensive line was being shifted all over the place, not to mention the fact that one of our starters wasn't even on the team until the preseason was over. And of course, I'm talking about Josh Sitton. So, you know, we didn't know what we were going to get from the Bears or we didn't know how much of the preseason was a window into the future of the 2016 season uh for the bears and then we come out in the first quarter
0: you know and then there are some things that are too good to keep a secret like how your amex platinum card helps you have the perfect trip i'd like to check into the centurion lounge or how it seems like you always get those hard to snag tables Ooh, yum and how you get the most out of select can't miss events With access to the Centurion Lounge, Resi Priority Notified, and Amex card member benefits at select events, you'll have to share. That's the powerful backing of American Express. Terms apply. Learn more at americanexpress.com slash with Amex. The spirit of performance is what defines Acura. And now, it's electric. Introducing the ZDX, Acura's most powerful SUV yet. Crafted using the same formula that brought them electrified supercars and multiple IMSA championships, The ZDX has track-tested performance that packs an energy all its own. Unlock the energy and order yours at
1: Acura.com. In the beginning, like the very, very beginning, it wasn't very nice. The Bears kicked off to the Texans. They're moving the ball. They're getting it down the field. And then all of a sudden, the Bears, again, this year, they had a turnover in every preseason game. Boom, right off the bat. Brock Osweiler makes a throw to DeAndre Hopkins, and Tracy Porter gets there at the same time and just wrestles it out of his arms. The next thing you know, the Bears are moving the ball back the other way. We got a touchdown on the board, a Jeremy Langford run. It's like, man, how about that? This is, yeah. So maybe the preseason was a joke, man. Maybe be, we, we really just needed to have our guys on the field. How about that? You know, I was all excited. The Bears are up 7 to nothing after one. Yeah, I can dig this. First quarter was good. Little worried about the way the Texans are running the football, but otherwise, you know, Trevathan and Freeman are all over the place, and you know we're doing some things on the offensive side of the football which we did zero of in the preseason. Starters, backups, nothing. We didn't move the ball worth a damn in the preseason, uh, aside from the Jordan Howard show in the in the fourth game against Cleveland. You know, but that 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 doesn't. I mean, as good as Howard looked, that didn't count. But uh, you know. We just didn't look impressive at all in the preseason. Then we come in right out of the gate against the team that I think is going to repeat as division champions in the AFC South this year. And, uh, you know, we're looking good. As you hear me talk about in that first quarter knee-jerk reaction, you know, the expectations might have been low. But, uh, you know, hope was definitely uh, had sprung eternal uh, after the first quarter.
2: Knee-jerk reaction to the first quarter of the Bears and the Texans. And so far, the arrow is pointing up for the Bears because they did two things in the opening quarter that they hadn't done pretty much all of last year. Number one, they... They got a turnover. They got a takeaway on defense, drove the football down the field, and then did the other thing that they had trouble with last year converting in the red zone. They put one in the end zone. A one yard Jeremy Langford touchdown run puts the Bears up seven to nothing. Um, on defense, it's a. It's kind of shaky right now. The Texans are pretty much having their way with the Bears on the ground. They're running the ball and up the middle, too, right up the the heart of the the defense, which is kind of troubling uh, to see, especially with the improvements that we made with our inside linebackers uh, and everything. But the Texans are getting a good job of getting up to the second level and getting after our linebackers. Their running backs are pretty much running downhill uh, in the running game so far. Uh, The passing game, Osweiler not much of a factor at this point. The interception that Tracy Porter got – was more he and DeAndre Hopkins got there at the same time, and Tracy Porter won the tug of war to get the turnover. Um, the Bears had another opportunity to get into the red zone, another scoring opportunity, but a, a muffed snap from our rookie center, Cody Whitehair, on fourth and one caused Jay to, you know, it was going to be a quarterback sneak. He fumbled the snap, picked it up, and tried to dive forward, but it, by the time that he was able to do that, the defense had gotten there and stopped him short. So, But that's where we are right now. The Texans are second down, third down, something like that, as we start the second quarter with the Bears up seven to nothing.
1: So Cody White here did start the game at center. What I thought was was a good move uh by the Bears. Uh, you know, to be bookended by Sittin and, and Long like that, two perennial uh Pro Bowl guys. It's Man, he was a beast. He was an absolute beast yesterday. He and Long actually played outstanding, outstanding. The tackles we'll talk about the tackles as we kind of move along here but um you know as you hear me say you know two things the Bears did not do much of last year two things that absolutely plagued us and that's why we were unsuccessful one was getting those turnovers making getting the takeaways and the other was getting into the red zone and putting it in the putting it in the in the in the end zone putting some points on the board six not three and you know first chance we have we got a turnover on defense and then we take that one down on the field and put it in get get to the red zone and put it in the end zone two of those things that we talked about all of last year you know being monsters from 20 to 20 and then being you know being lions from 20 to 20 and being lambs inside the red zone you know right off the bat the bears did both of those things that they weren't able to do last year it was very encouraging you know, but you did hear me mention um, how the Texans were running the football in the first quarter. And and in the first quarter, something that I was noticing was that, you know, I I'm, I was wondering if it was maybe like a check with me type situation. Because you know how in the NFL, um, the play caller will send, you know, two plays Uh, into the huddle and the quarterback will have the option to run one or the other once he reads what the defense is doing and it just seemed like every time the Texans got one of those big runs or one of those runs that would eat up eight nine yards a clip there uh, at the very beginning it was when the Bears had this particular formation on the field. And what I saw was instead of like a traditional 3-4 alignment where we had a nose guard over the center and then, you know, the two uh, tackles kind of shading the the inside of the, you know, kind of head up on the tackle uh, and everything, what I was seeing was that we had two linemen over the guards – and then two outside linebackers kind of making a four man line there with our, you know, our inside linebackers and everything back. It was almost kind of like it was a, like a two, four, five type defense as far as like we had actually like two actual defensive linemen. The rest were linebackers and DBs out there and, uh, and everything. And it just seemed like whenever the Texans saw that, they got big yardage from the run and took the, you know, took it up the middle uh, just about every single time. Lamar Miller, as you hear me talk about in the second quarter knee jerk reaction, 83 yards at halftime, you know, running the football. I mean, he was a monster for them uh, in the first half. He only finished with about 107, so the Bears did a better job of bottling him up in the second half. But, um, you know, in the first half, it was a mess trying to watch him. Uh, you know help out on on on, in the run game on defense so in the second quarter the Texans made a bit of a comeback but in the end the Bears were able to retake the lead you know and, and to be up on a division champ on the road week one you know it was still pretty good going into halftime
2: knee-jerk reaction to the bears and the texans after two quarters and it was a quarter mostly dominated by houston and that's mostly in, in time of possession and in just overall production it was a seven nothing game after the end of one and the texans came out with 10 unanswered points we're able to run the ball down our throats lamar miller the leading rusher for the texans 83 yards already going into halftime but but with 50 seconds left in the second quarter, the Bears down ten to seven. Get the football back and put together a nice little two-minute drill, um, mostly off of one play—a deep ball from Cutler to uh, Alshon Jeffrey made a big catch inside the red zone for the for the Bears. Um, Jeffrey 105 yards receiving on four catches already uh, in the football game. The Bears were able to cap it off with a touchdown pass to Eddie Royal. That's right, Eddie Royal is healthy and playing right now. Caught a pass for the the touchdown to put the Bears up 14 to 10 to close out the second half, uh, or close the second quarter. In the second half, what I'd like to see from the Bears is. Uh, to be more solid on defense. The Texans are pretty much having their way with the Bears for the most part. As a matter of fact, we're lucky right now it's not a 17-7 ball game because um, Will Fuller, their first-round pick, dropped a pass in the middle of the field. It was wide open, in step, had about a step and a half on Tracy Porter, who was trailing behind him. No safety help in the middle of the field. If he catches that ball, he's in stride. Then it's a foot race to the end zone, and I don't think Tracy Porter wins. So uh, If not for that drop pass, we could be talking about different football game right now but because of it the texans kind of shot themselves in the foot there the bears take advantage and again second trip to the red zone second touchdown the bears are ahead 14 to 10 and we get the ball back to start the third quarter so it's, it's looking good but we need to be more consistent especially on the defensive side
1: uh consistency would not be would not be an issue uh in the second half um because the consistency would, would – well, I guess you, you could say it was an issue because we were consistently bad, you know. So consistency itself wasn't a problem, but uh, what we were consistent at was. Because uh, as you hear me talk about in the third quarter knee-jerk reaction, uh, in a, 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 a stat that absolutely murdered the Bears throughout the football – throughout the second half reared its ugly head and became the bane of our existence uh, on Sunday. It was absolutely – just painful to watch for the Bears. It was a third down. It was third downs. I'll just go ahead and say it now. You know, you, you see me that I kind of started to notice, uh, just notice the trend in the third quarter. Uh, as you heard me say, it, uh, you'll hear me say uh, right at the, at the beginning, you know, it was a uh, one step forward, two steps back kind of quarter for the Bears anytime they would do something good they would counteract it with the mistake we had our first turnover in the game so on and so forth and then on the defensive side the Texans were dominating time of possession simply because we could not get them off of the field so our offense was struggling and our defense couldn't get the ball back to the offense to give them more opportunities to improve on the crappy second half that they were having so I mean um You know, it was definitely frustrating to watch. You hear me talk about it in the third quarter knee-jerk reaction, that ugly stat of third down conversion, something that actually did plague the Bears a year ago coming back. It was, God, it was so hard to watch.
2: Knee-jerk reaction to the third quarter of the Bears and the Texans, and it's been a uh, one step forward, two steps back kind of quarter for the Bears. No scores uh, in the third quarter. Uh, The Texans Able to add a field goal after a Jay Cutler interception. Uh, It was more of a, a miscommunication. Jay was expecting Kevin White to turn his route to the outside. Instead, he stopped short. Jay threw it to where White was going to be, and the only person standing there was a Texan uh, defender. So uh, the one turnover the Bears have given up turned into three points for the Texans. And the big problem in this game is on defense, the Bears cannot get the Texans off the field on third down. I think the Texans are like 8 for 14 or something like that. They're way over 500 for for the day uh, on third down. And if, if the Bears could improve there, then obviously we're going to be able to get the ball back in the offense's hands. We're running the ball a bit better here uh, in the second half. Jeremy Langford had more carries with or more yards with half the amount of carries uh, so far in the second half the last time they showed uh, the stat. So if we can uh, shore up some of these mistakes and get the Texans off offense off the field, it should be a bit better for us. The Bears clinging on to the lead and we have the ball to start the fourth quarter. Yep.
1: So you hear me say the Bears were running the ball a little bit better and the, the stat that I saw was in the first half, um, Jeremy Langford carried the ball, I think, like f- four times for – or eight times for 22 yards. But in the second half, he carried it four times for 26. You know, so the Bears were, were doing a better job of running the football or the, the second half adjustment was they stopped trying to run it between the tackles and started to try to get it to the outside. And uh, that's where um, – Langford was finding success. That's where he was finding uh, better daylight and helping the helping the Bears move the chains. Uh, the interception that Jay threw—it's one of those that you kind of wish didn't go against the quarterback because it wasn't his fault. It was a miscommunication. He threw it where he was expecting his receiver to be, and his receiver stopped on the route because it looked like Kevin White was going to um, try to get to the outside, try to you know break the route out there, and he just see him stop. And then when the ball starts to when he throws the ball, he just kind of sits there and watches it. It, it, you know, I don't know anyway, it, it was uh, and it was a, a thing that happened a few times uh, in the ball game where uh, you know I don't know if Kevin White needs to, to hit the books or watch some more film or uh, if he and, in, uh, and Jay need to sit down and have another talk or something. Um, he did that a few times uh, on Sunday where he wasn't where he was supposed to be and uh, and so on and so forth. So Kevin White had some issues uh, on Sunday. You know, first real football game he's played in quite some time, so hopefully it's something that will improve over time. But uh, we'll uh, we'll have to wait and see uh, on on that one. But um, you know, as we head into the fourth quarter, we had the lead, 14 to 13. We're still ahead uh, in this thing, but this is this is the quarter where it kind of comes off the rails. You know, you see me. Uh, I'm noticing that this third quarter, this third down thing, is a trend Um, into the fourth quarter it became stone cold obvious the Bears were were decent on first and second down but when it came to third down whether it was short distance you know middle distance long distance whatever the Texans needed they were able to get and then some to keep the ball keep the chains moving keep their offense on the field wearing our defense down it was maddening to watch. I mean, it was absolutely frustrating to sit there and watch that. And then when we had an opportunity to stop them, when we did, when we did stop them, um, I don't remember if it I think it was fourth and one, fourth and one, third and one, doesn't matter. Um, it would have ended the drive or at least, you know, forced the Texans into a field goal situation. Um the Texans were, I think I'm pretty sure it was third and one uh Brock Osweiler goes for a quarterback sneak the Bears stop him cold absolutely cold and for whatever reason for whatever reason the refs gave him an a ridiculous a ridiculous spot I mean that's where I wish that I would have had I uh, would have been able to record my talk with with Brett Coleman because we did actually talk about the game for a few minutes before I let him go and that was one of the things that he admitted to me was that that spot that the texans got on that osweiler sneak was ridiculous and the problem was fox didn't challenge it he did not challenge it even though the defense was screaming at him to challenge the play challenge it you know he did not challenge it 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 gave the texans a first down and then three plays later uh brock osweiler throws a, a bubble screen to uh To the rookie Will Fuller, who runs it in for the go-ahead score, and that was that was the end of the game right there. It was twenty to fourteen. After that, the Texans would add a field goal to make it twenty-three to fourteen, and you know Fox didn't challenge that throw or that uh, that spot. And I mean anybody who could have who watched the replay saw that where the Bears stopped Osweiler was nowhere near where the where the referees put the football. You know, if Fox challenges that play, we win. We at least forced them into a field goal attempt, and instead of twenty to fourteen, it's sixteen to fourteen, and that changes the complexion uh, of what we're doing going forward. We only need a field goal instead of a touchdown uh, to, to 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 regain the lead and and whatnot. So it was absolutely frustrating that he didn't throw the challenge flag there, and then uh, you know. Uh so, But the fourth quarter, the trend continue, and you'll start to hear the numbers on how bad it actually was in third-down conversions uh, for our Bear defense.
2: Yeah. New-jerk reaction for the Bears and the Texans after the fourth quarter, and it's, uh, well, we're 0-1 just like I thought we would be after the first game, unfortunately. And the tail of the tape, it was – third down for the Bears um, on defense. We could not get the Texans off of the field. Uh, I, I lost count at one point, um, but when I checked early in the fourth quarter, they were 10 for 16 on third down, and they converted at least two more before the end of the football game. So they could have been as, as good as 12 for 18, 12 for 19 on third down, and that is absolutely Atrocious, and um, you know John Fox is going to get a bear down this week. He made some mistakes with his challenges, uh, one that made no sense, and another that made no sense that he didn't uh, challenge. So some some things went wrong there. And it, the the Texans came out, um, you know the, the the halftime adjustments that they made, they had the Bears pegged going into the second half because the Bears were, you know, kind of doing their thing in the first half there, and in the second half the Bears were shut out. Final score ended up being. 23 to 14 and uh you know hopefully we can look better next monday night against the uh, eagles we should uh anyway but uh for this one it was it was third down on defense that absolutely got the bears killed yeah.
1: the real number ended up being 12 for 20 on third down that was the stat that killed us so 12 for 20 is 60 percent 60% third down conversion rate for the Texans. The Bears ended up being four for 13 on our third down conversions, and just, I mean, that's that's an enormous disparity right there. The Bears were, were under a third, so about 30%, um, you know, whatever the exact figure might be, and 12 for 20 is exactly 60% uh, conversion rate for the Texans for the football game, and it just... You know, that's right there. That and the fact that the Texans won time of possession, 36 minutes and change to 23 minutes and change. Uh, they ran over 70 offensive plays to the Bears that barely ran 50 offensive play. I mean, it just it was unbelievable. Um, it became impossible for the Bears to, to get the defense off of the field. And then the bigger problem on offense was that um, – when we were trying to throw the ball later on in the game to uh, to try to get some points on the board, um, our pass protection went to went to crap. It it absolutely did, and um, the interior line long sitting and in and in some cases white hair. He still showed his rookie stripes from time to time. But uh, for the most part, he, he had a pretty decent debut. And it was his first first game at center. He'll only get better from here, especially with those two guys on, on either side of him. But uh, Bobby Massey and Charles Leno were absolutely atrocious uh, in this game uh, on Sunday, especially in pass protection. And, and here's the thing. As far as getting beat off the edge, that only happened once or twice for each guy in the game. The problem came when Romeo Cornell, the defensive coordinator for the Texans, would get his uh, defensive front to stunt or twist. So the outside guy cuts to the inside, the inside guy comes around the edge, and Long or excuse me, Lino and, and, and Massey were absolutely baffled by this because it worked pretty much every single time that they tried to do it. You know, the Texans really weren't able to penetrate the middle of the defensive lo- of the offensive line for the Bears because Long and Sitton just simply would not allow it. Uh, I think I read a stat earlier today, in 37 drop-back opportunities for the Bears, Josh Sitton allowed one quarterback hurry, and Kyle Long wasn't much worse than that. I mean, they were, they were solid upon solid uh, yesterday, exactly what you would, would expect from that combination the tackles on the other hand oh yeah it was bad it was really bad um You know, like I said, with the pass rushers that they have, you expect it from time to time for for Cutler to be under pressure, but not constantly like he was in the fourth quarter. The Texans knew the Bears had to throw the ball to be able to uh, get it down the field and put points on the board to try to catch up and get back in the game, especially after they kicked the field goal with uh, about six and a half minutes to go uh, in the game. So they were pinning their ears back, Clowney and uh, Whitney Marcellus and J.J. Watt, were they were coming. They were coming. And then Romeo Cornell starts mixing in the stunts and his linebackers, and he throws a safety and corner blitz in there from time to time, and Massey and, and Charles Leno had, had no answer for it, absolutely no answer. They were horrible. Um, somebody from the Chicago-U.K. Uh, message board on on Facebook uh, posted uh, pro football focuses uh, like stat and uh, to be a, a a quote unquote NFL quality starter you had to have a grade of 70 or higher both Bobby Massey and Charles Leno were in the 30s they were in the 30s for their performance on Sunday so uh, yeah you know this next little segment we got coming up here in a second or two the the, the, the bear down bear up bear down list i'll give you three guesses as to which list those two are going to show up on and the first two don't count so um yeah it was it was not good uh jay was under fire pretty much the entire uh, fourth quarter anytime uh that he went back to back to throw uh he had texan defenders uh in his face and they were all kind of coming from the outside, whether it be uh, from a twist or a stunt. But any time that it was done, the guy that, that came from the outside to the inside was being handled nicely by Sitton and Long. Uh, the guy that swung out to the outside uh, ran right past Lino and Massey, and Jay was under fire. Uh, and it was disgusting to watch. Um, you know. And then, of course, again, with Fox not challenging uh, the spot for Osweiler, that that literally, that was a turning point in the football game because three plays later, after he failed to do, to, to, to check the spot, he goes ahead, you know, Osweiler throws the touchdown pass to Will Fuller and the game was pretty much over uh, from that point. And then um, <laughs> the other thing was, you heard me say what it made no sense that he challenged one. He challenged a clear catch. Uh, it was Hopkins, Fuller, it doesn't matter. They made a catch near the sideline, but they were at least a yard or two inside the white lines. There was no detection or anything like that of him possibly bobbling the the reception. I mean, Stevie Wonder could have seen this was a catch, and Fox felt the need to challenge it. Now, when I was talking to Brett Coleman about that, he said that he heard Fox say that he just wanted uh, – like a long timeout in that point in the game so he basically challenged something he knew he was going to lose to get a timeout or a longer timeout so that they they could regroup and talk or whatever instead of getting just a regular 30 second timeout that they would if he just called one now you've got the timeout plus you know however long that the referee is under the hood uh checking out the play so okay fine sure but um You know, maybe something that actually makes sense to challenge as opposed to a guy that had both feet, you know, both knees of his butt cheeks. Anything touched the ground that, you know, made the guy a legal reception, uh, but you challenged it anyway. It made no sense, but you don't challenge where it's clearly um, the Bears stopped that guy short. Uh, and, you know, gave the, the, the Texans an opportunity to score on us, which they did and, and put the game pretty much out of reach, especially with all the difficulty we were having moving the football uh, in the second half. So, you know, whatever second-half adjustments that the Texans made at halftime definitely had the Bears pegged because we pretty much couldn't do anything. And whatever they 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 were doing well in the first half, they doubled down on it in the second half, and uh, were able to blow up that third down conversion stat to uh, to make it astronomical. Uh, you know they have to easily be uh, the best in the NFL after one week uh, on third down conversions. I mean it's it's it was pretty awful. I mean just you know whatever they needed short, long, middle. You know, five yards, four yards, nine yards, twelve yards—they got a first down every single time. So it was, it was pretty, pretty hard to watch uh, there. So, anywho, it's not all bad. We play the Eagles on Monday night coming up. Uh, Carson Wentz looked pretty good on Sunday, but he looked pretty good against the Browns. Looks uh, on the road in Chicago against an actual defense that has some talent. Uh, on it as opposed to whatever dregs of society that the that the Cleveland Browns uh, are putting uniforms on these days so uh, we'll 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 sit back and and wait and see how that one uh, unfolds and like I said hopefully on Wednesday uh, Wednesday night uh, I'll talk to Brandon Gowton so that on Thursday when the when the preview show comes out it'll be more than just me previewing that game and we'll have uh, an Eagles fan telling us what we can look forward to when our beloved take on the Eagles next Monday night so um you know, that's going to do it for the review. The Bears fall to 0-1 with a 23-14 to loss to the Texans. And uh, we get ready for, uh, for week number two against the Eagles. And I'm hoping that we play much better, much more consistent, consistently good football uh, against the Eagles. So uh, that's going to go ahead and wrap up the segment. What do you say we go ahead and wrap up the show with everybody's favorite segment, Bear Up, Bear Down. So here we go, closing out week one with Bear Up and Bear Down. And, uh, you know, it's uh, it's not a long list on either side, really. Uh, I even had to toss in some honorable mentions just to make it look like I gave some effort to this thing. So uh, we'll start with our Bear Ups. Uh, Bear Up, you heard me talk about them the whole show. Kyle Long, Josh Sitton, our guards, did outstanding uh, against, the, uh, against the Texans. Uh, I was saying that somebody posted those uh, Pro Football Focus sheets. I think uh, Sitton and Long, both either it was either the upper seventies or lower eighties that where they both ranked out at uh, uh, for the game. Um, you know, it, it was a, it was they they did fantastic. Josh Sitton was as advertised, uh, and I must say he looked good in a bear uniform. I'll, I'll just go ahead and put that out there. the The yellow and and the the yellow and the green didn't didn't no longer suit him. He he's one of us now, so uh, bear up to to Long and sitting. Uh bear up Tracy Porter, uh, getting that turnover there in the very beginning. Did a good job against um, Hopkins and and uh, and Fuller, you know, against guys like that. Th- those guys, when when you have that 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 speed or the talent that those receivers have, they're gonna make their catches, they're gonna make their plays. Um, but neither one of them took over the game and 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 you know really was the reason that the game was won or lost uh, uh, or anything like that. So, uh, you know, Tracy Porter for getting things going, getting the Bears off to a fast start uh, in that game, which was important, you know, and it it helped us, uh, you know, put together a a lead that the Bears maintained until the fourth quarter. So uh, bear up to Tracy Porter for getting that going for us. Uh, Bear up to our new linebackers, Freeman and Trevathan. Uh, Freeman especially, 17 tackles. Uh, in the football game, uh, Danny Trevathan had 11 uh, in the game. Here's the thing: that's not a good thing when our linebackers have almost 30 tackles between the two of them. Uh, not necessarily. That's kind of like saying that your your safety. Has uh, you know was your leading tackler? You know if your safety was leading tackler, you did not have a good game because whether uh, <laughs> whether it was be because of long passes or long runs, the fact that the the final line of defense was the guy making all the tackles was never a good thing. So uh, we don't want Freeman and Trevathan racking up the tackles uh, like that. But uh, you know they they were absolutely everywhere. The two of them, we they were everywhere uh, yesterday. Uh, bear up to uh, Eddie Royal making a healthy appearance in a football game four catches almost 60 yards receiving and a touchdown uh in the ball game uh Alshon Jeffrey unfortunately he was doubled the entire second half the Texans forcing the Bears or forcing Jake Cutler I should say uh to rely on everyone else in the passing game and that uh was the right strategy to go with because it didn't work out but Alshon Jeffrey in the first half, four catches, 105 yards, including a big 50-yard catch that got the Bears in the red zone. That set up the touchdown that that put the Bears in the lead, 14 to 10, just before the half. Uh, you know, so the, the the Texans were able to were able to to neutralize him in the second half, but in the first half, he was the beast that we all know him to be. Uh, on the honorable mention side, bear ups to Jacoby Glenn, uh, who was our other starting corner. Uh, in place of the still injured uh, Kyle Fuller and a uh, bear up to Connor Barth uh, because I'm a dick. And uh, Connor Barth had two opportunities to get extra, extra points and he made them both. So, as much as I love Robbie Gold and will honor that guy forever, uh, extra points were becoming an issue for him. And Connor Barth came in and is two for two. So, hey, there you go. Anyway, uh, on the bear downside, um, you know. When you grade out in the mid to low thirties on Pro Football Focus, uh, that's not good. And Massey and Charles Leno Jr. Uh, both uh, did not make good 2016 uh, debuts uh, for our beloved uh, Chicago Bears, so they uh, they are both on the Bear Down list uh, this week. Uh, Kevin White also joining the Bear Down list. Uh, too many mental mistakes. Uh, you know he's got all the physical talent uh, in the world. Uh, I will say that I was disappointed that um, you know Kevin White is supposed to have four three speed, and I would have liked to see the Bears take a shot deep downfield. Now, also, <laughs> when your starting, tackles are on the bear down list because they couldn't uh, they couldn't you know they couldn't block a they couldn't block a, a barn. Um, You know, maybe that's why we didn't, but uh you know, early in the first half at least, see if you try to take a shot deep downfield. Um, but uh unfortunately it didn't happen. So uh anyway, but too many mental mistakes uh from Kevin White and he seemed to keep making the same mistake where Jay thought he was going to be one place and he went he was in another and it it almost caused it caused one interception and almost caused another uh later on in the football game. So we gotta shore that up uh, Sure that up, kid. Let's uh, let's get to it because uh, we're expecting big things from you. Uh, also have to give Bear Downs to a couple of our coaches. Uh, one would have to be John Fox. I don't know what the hell was going on with those challenges, man. Uh, the one that you said you want the long timeout, okay, fine. I'll give you a pass on that if that's what you're really trying to do. But... Um You got to challenge the spot, especially when when your defense is screaming at you to do it. Not just one guy, the guy who made the tackle, but the entire defense telling you, "Dude, they screwed us on the spot. You got to challenge the spot. You got to challenge the spot." And you don't challenge the spot, and three plays later, uh, the Texans take take uh, take the lead that they would not lose. So uh, bear down to to Foxy for that one. You 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 got to throw the challenge flag on that one. You have to do it, and then. I got to give a bear down to Dick, uh, to Vic Fangio, you know, it just uh I don't know if it was if it was scheme or, you know, or uh, it had to be. At the defensive play calling, I would have to say, you know, our guys not being in the right spot at the right time because it did not matter what the distance was. Third down, the Texans were able to get whatever they needed. You know, uh, I don't know if it was why you maybe maybe we should have blitzed more or or i don't know i don't understand what what the problem was all i know is that whatever we tried to do the texans were better than us almost every time especially on third down and that's what really killed us uh in the football game so hopefully we get better with that as the season goes along as he gets to know his new personnel better and better uh throughout the year but uh not a good performance from our dc yesterday uh, in in Houston, so I think that's going to go ahead and do it for us. Make sure to come back on Thursday when I may or may not have Brandon Gouten from Bleeding Green Nation on from SB Nation on to preview the Bears and the Eagles coming up next Monday night. So uh, hopefully that will hopefully this will be a fast week so we can get to that uh, as soon as possible, and hopefully I will have a guest on the show. Uh, come thursday so uh but i will let you guys know i will go ahead and uh you know just keep your eyes on twitter and the facebook page and uh i'll let you guys know whether or not the technology cooperated so that we could get brandon uh on the show and uh for those of you who missed my joke on twitter it was so brilliant i'll go ahead and tell you now that i said that i know it's only monday but the Eagles are already four for five on third down uh, against the Bears. So that's that's how tragically bad the Bears were on third down yesterday, that the Eagles are already at 80% uh, on the Bears. So uh, <laughs> I can hear you all laughing across the country. You're welcome. So that's going to do it. We'll be back on Thursday. So until then, my name is Larry D, and this has been the Chicago Bears Review.